1: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. It's the Match Me Abroad edition. I'm your co host, John, here with my wife and co host. It's the one and only Teresa right there.
2: Ahoy, everyone. Yaksim Woo!
1: All right. How you are been,
2: you doing? Hope you
1: guys have been brushing up on your Duolingo so you can follow along at home.
2: I hope you were brushing up on uh, your Duolingo. Let me translate.
1: Not. Let me translate for our friends, Borat. You said, hello, <laughs> how is everyone doing? You said, yexamate, Teresa, which is
0: <laughs> which is the
1: plural of yexamash, one of my favorite Czech words. One John of,
2: just learned it about 30 seconds ago. <laughs> you
1: got that right. Yexamate, everybody. How are you guys doing? I hope you're doing well.
2: Same here, because we are doing well and we are loving this season of match me abroad
1: it's one of my new favorite days of the week it is match me abroad day yes i have a i have a couple favorite days of the week now because we just kicked off the new season of b90 Ooh,
2: i love it and
1: i've been thinking since we watched and potted i've really been thinking non-stop about that season and not to take away really? from match me abroad but i can't stop thinking about it it's living rent free in my head Jeez! Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. We had a catfish on episode one. Where does it go from here? Think about it. If they didn't have the goods, they would have teased that out for three or four episodes.
2: That's very true. To
1: give that to us on episode one, that means just you wait.
2: I we've heard heard from some of you and so far not that many excitements. But guys, guys, I'm telling you, it's gonna be fab.
1: I think we've been conditioned as viewers to not get overly excited. We've been we've been hooked in and then let down so many times in the past. That we were a little more guarded now as viewers, and speaking I
2: for yourself, I'm,
1: I, I'm speaking for innovative. our friends, I'm speaking oh. for our friends, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm over the moon about this season. But I think we're going in, us collectively, Yexamate, uh, the, the royal okay. we uh, a little more guarded. And I say, screw it, guys, YOLO, get excited. There's a lot to be excited about. A lot to be sad about, too. These are some sad stories. Well,
2: some sad stories, but excited. But
1: a lot to be excited about. And so I'm very excited about this new season to be 90. But Match Me Abroad, woo, Teresa, I'm learning a lot about your people.
2: My people, your people, too. I'm
1: learning a lot about my people by association. And, exactly. I, and I've I've learned you've been Americanized. If nothing else, I've learned <laughs> you've been Americanized because... You are you're a candy factory. You are so sweet <laughs> in comparison to Katarina and Petra.
2: Thank you. And I know because as we were watching, I turned to John and I was like, <laughs> now you understand me a little better. Am I right?
1: I was white knuckling the sofa, like this is this as awkward for you guys as it is for me? I mean, Harold, we're going to give you a makeover so that women won't be distracted by how terrible you dress when you go on these dates.
2: Czech people are blunt. I think Europeans in general are not just Czech. Like, we don't sugarcoat. We say things how they are. Like, there is no reason to t- talk around a topic if there is something you you want to say, right? So there uh-huh. is no need for it. My parents, I grew up that way. My parents would be like, well, what is that? That's horrible. Like, what did what did you draw? It's horrible. Like- I Go and fix it.
1: I never thought about that. But I'm glad that you are the translator. You're the go between for myself and your parents because you, maybe you're sugarcoating things for me. And I, I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying maybe if I heard your dad direct from his mouth, I may feel differently or think differently.
2: Yeah, you would. But you would also know that that's how he talks. Yeah. Like I get anxiety from my dad now because i don't see him often and when we talk we talk we talk often on facebook or on facetime right but it's a little different than being together in person and he can like raise his voice he can go from zero to 100 and then goes back to zero within five minutes
1: he can also go zero to 100 in the car in about five seconds and that's (laughs) as terrifying as anything
2: Yeah, but my dad, this behavior gives me a lot of anxiety. And I'm not saying this is a typical Czech, it's not, but it's more like him just whatever's on his mind, just that's what he does, is what he says. And that's who we are.
1: Do you feel like Czech has softened with the times? Do you feel like because Czech will take on some American influence, music and fashion from around the world, right? You're not so isolated. Do you feel like Czech has learned the art of sugarcoating at all, or you're still on a no sugar diet over there?
2: I'm going to say we're still on no sugar diet. Okay. And it's like, you here's the thing, it may sound rude when she translates it into English, mm-hmm. but it's not, it doesn't sound rude if you spoke Czech and you were a Czech. Like okay. y- you would not be like, oh my gosh, did she just say it to me? You'd be like, okay, thanks for the suggestion. Like, right. It's just, it's a little different.
1: <laughs> Thanks. You're right. These clothes are terrible, Katarina. What and, was I thinking?
2: And speaking of sugarcoating, right? You know, you experienced it firsthand when my parents said, we like you a lot in your birthday card. And you like died laughing. You're like, what is this? And I'm like, what is do you mean, this mean?
1: They were sure they don't like me a lot?
2: No, no, no. They love you. Huh. But we don't say we, we don't say I love you. We say I like you.
1: Okay. Well, that's not sugarcoating. They, they should That's have sugarcoat. They should have gone the extra mile and said love.
2: But they, we don't say that. All right. But I like you means I love you, basically. We just don't say that love word. But but you experience the the way they are, the way they feel towards cold, you. To really cold, check away.
1: Cold-hearted Europeans.
2: That's not true. We're not cold ha- cold-hearted. I mean, we're colder than Americans. I don't get the whole hugging thing.
1: You're coming around.
2: I am. Uh, if someone hugs me, I hug back. Yeah, but I don't necessarily like need it.
1: Yeah, I'm not a great hugger. I, I want to become better.
2: You like hugging me.
1: I like hugging we you. Hug all the time. I, I like hugging my parents. I like yeah. yeah. I like hugging your family. Yeah, but I feel like some people are just good huggers. I here's here's my issue, and I I've, I've studied the tape, and I know I stick my butt out a little. I'm not fully committed.
2: Because you're tall. I,
1: that's what it is. If, if I hugged someone and I stood up straight, they'd be nestled in my bosom.
2: It's so funny that you said it because there is this awesome video from a couple months ago when we went to check to surprise my mom for her birthday. Mm-hmm. And so John's filming me surprising her and then we switch the phones. That's right. And you do that. You like bend over. I know. You stick your ah, butt out. But my mom, stop, is, my mom is short. I'm so
1: self-conscious.
2: But it's because you're tall. because
1: I'm tall. It's it, not
2: self-conscious. Like you're right, my mom would be hugging your belly. But it feels if you didn't bend over. It
1: feels like I'm only half committing to no. it because I'm not going. I'm not going bottom to bottom. I'm just going top to top.
2: Yeah, I think that's better. It is. Don't go bottom to uh, bottom.
1: But you look at a guy who's five eight, and he can just get in there and bear hug you, and it just seems so much more intimate.
2: This is gonna sound superficial, but. I would not date a 5'8 guy. All right.
1: That's superficial. <laughs> that's super superficial.
2: Well, I like tall men.
1: Don't say that. You, There's a lot of things you would on paper say no. But if we've learned nothing from Match Me Abroad, it is don't stick so closely to your checklist.
2: True, but I also... Checklist. I,
1: no, no pun intended.
2: When I met you, I was 25. So I I don't want to say I had options, but I had time to find the perfect match. Okay. Right? I wasn't, uh I'm in my mid forties and I still want to have a child. I need to find someone ASAP and I mm-hmm. need to like narrow down my list. All right. I didn't even have a list. I had an idea, I guess. Like I, I knew my type. Mm-hmm. And uh, besides, besides talk with dark hair and dark eyes, um, here you go. There you go.
1: All right. All right. We're- Slimmer. All right. That's me. Mm-hmm. Look at me. Here I am. Um,
2: Someone I can pick up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. I'm all out of sorts right now. I'm, overth- I'm picturing me hugging your mom. I can't get it out of my head. Anyways, um, let's, let's very quickly do a little business here. We're on Instagram at Married Through Reality Pod. You can message us there. We share some memes that we make there. We update you guys on news, scheduling. It's, it's pretty important. So follow us on Instagram at Married Through Reality Pod if you're not already. Join us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Married to Reality. We're covering love and paradise over there, and I'm enjoying that season. I think maybe there's a couple or two that's fizzling out, if you will. We'll but, see. But there's a couple other couples that are red hot. So it's a it's a good season. Follow us along, Patreon.com slash Married to Reality. Also, just make sure you're following the podcast wherever you're listening right now. So... Whatever we drop, when we drop it, if it's on the free feed, you'll get it as soon as we drop it. It's so easy to follow the podcast. Just look down, smash that follow button,
2: guys. Smash it like it's as hot as the updated Harold.
1: All right, I was gonna try to guess Harold's. I was gonna say Harold's makeover. Updated Harold. Updated. Dated. Ooh, Harold. And right. I
2: hear I will get there, but I'm just gonna say this. All it took is that less. Patterns, stop doing patterns. White shirt, natural blazer, n- neutral blazer color, right? Mm-hmm. Black pants, boom.
1: Bless us more. All right, smash it like it says, hot as updated, Harold. And if you could leave us a review, we love the love. If you haven't left one, please do. If you leave us a five star review, we'll read it on the Monday Night Podcast, the 90 Day Podcast.
2: Yes. All right.
1: So that's the business. Let's get into it. The reason we're here, Match Me Abroad, Season 1, Episode 4. Teresa, you know her. You love her. You can now pronounce her name. Stanika. Let's, let's start with Stanika. Stanika,
2: who's in Morocco in a hotel getting her a passport out of her Tampons? I'm
1: glad I'm not the only one. Thank you, Stanika. I'm glad I'm not the only one who hides my passport in my tampons.
2: Well, I, I forgot where I saw it. Probably on social media, classic, that when you go to the beach, you put your wallet and phone in a diaper. So no one's going to, like, open a diaper because it's probably like, oh, shit, there is literally shit.
1: So that makes sense to me. Why you would hide your passport? For the same reason. No one can use your passport.
2: No, but they can take it away. And and then he, do
1: what with it? He,
2: no, but there is this, you never heard of, oh, single women traveling abroad, guys selling their passport and selling them.
1: Selling the women or the Have passport? Have you ever
2: watched Taken?
1: No. Um, what's, <laughs> what's being sold? The passport of the woman? The woman. Okay, but what's the deal? Oh. You,
2: you trap her there.
1: Okay. You cannot do mm. shit
2: without a passport.
1: Well, this took a dark turn.
2: Well, Stan, Stanika knows what's up. Yeah, well, Although apparently she doesn't. Those were those were not tampons; those were pads. Maxi and pads. And she like she, she like removed the sticker, and so like she stuck it on the passport, the the part that you stick on your undies.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm like, you went a little too far.
1: Well, here's what you do. They sell things to hide your valuables in. You don't need. To to grab a spare maxi.
2: Yeah, why you, do why would you waste money if you can just get a maxi pad?
1: Because you're wasting maxi pads.
2: That's so, cheap.
1: Okay, but you're gonna every time you take out your passport, you're gonna use another, you're gonna use another, you're gonna use another. They sell like false bottom shaving cream cans. Oh. Pop the bottom off, put in your watch, your wallet, your passport, pop that thing I back mean,
2: on. I'm about to purchase it because Not to sidetrack. Oh,
1: boy. Here we go.
2: But a friend of mine, I I showed it to John. I was shocked.
1: This is a a good PSA.
2: A friend of mine went to Vegas and she posted on Facebook. This was her wedding. She posted on Facebook, I mean Instagram, a story saying, (laughs) hey.
1: (laughs) Like it matters.
2: Well, I'm being true through social media. (laughs) Platform that it was posted Got on it. John G. Follow. Okay, so she posted a story on Instagram that they went to sleep in one of the Vegas hotels and she woke up in the middle of the night because she heard something. Mm. She woke up, she saw the blinds being undone and she remembered she put the blinds down, right? And so she turned the light on and she realized someone was in the room. The door was open. Someone came in and sold a wallet and some jewelry. Mm -hmm. And then she went to the door. Someone, and it must have been someone who works at a hotel, stuck a paper towel in between the door. So basically you, you could close the door, but it wasn't locked.
1: It wouldn't latch.
2: Yeah, it wouldn't latch. The
1: little tongue that comes out where like the handle is. Yeah. That when you turn the handle, it goes in, it retracts. Yeah, someone, someone shoved paper towel yeah. in there so that it would stay in there. Yeah, and they robbed.
2: Yeah, and, but imagine waking up in the middle of the hotel room and there is someone standing there. Absolutely not fucking not. And it's the same thing. It's like, I don't want to say, oh, those were cleaning ladies. I don't know who, who it was. Maybe it was the maintenance guy. Like, yeah. It was someone who works at a hotel, 100%. That's
1: my theory because they have keys to get into your room But they probably went in the room, didn't do anything but put the paper towel in there so they could go back later because they're going to be checking, oh, who used their key card to get into that room. And so, oh, someone used it at 1.53 a.m. Now we know who it is, but now you don't have to use the card to get in there.
2: But they also went through a room and they maybe cleaned, maybe fixed something. They saw that, oh, they have some stuff, right? So they knew what's up. So maybe we should get something to hide. So if someone comes to a room, they just see your clothes. Well,
1: a lot of rooms have safes. I don't necessarily know how those work. I don't know how you program your combo in there, but I'm sure it's not hard to figure out. But a um, lot of a lot of rooms have safes that we could use.
2: I'm always thinking about the time that we were trying to get into our safe. Oh,
1: that's so. a whole other story. We ended up having, we had like a $20 Amazon safe. And... <laughs> I don't know what, what passport or something was in it that we no,
2: needed. No, no, no. It, well, yeah, everything was in. But what Say happened I, is like. I
1: should keep my passport and my tampons. But
2: no. <laughs> what happened is that it was the electronic, it has an electronic pin pad and the battery died. Yeah. And obviously we lost the key because, because we, we had moved. moved. Yeah. And so it was dead. Guys, the, what's the Locksmith. company? Locksmith guy. He was wrestling the safe.
1: crowbars hammers, drills. I
2: was like laughing so hard because I should have written a review. I would be like, guys, it's a great safe, but don't let the battery die or lose the key because you will never get what's inside.
1: It honestly took this locksmith, a professional locksmith, it took him over an hour. Yeah, more. He finally just tore that thing to shreds.
2: It was so loud. With
1: drills and, yeah, he was in the hallway.
2: And I was nervous. I was like, are Passports and my green card, and uh, is it gonna be okay?
1: Yeah,
2: it was, but Oof. that was wild. Yeah. So, and I always think about it when we travel, I was like, Should we put those stuff in? And I'm like, Oh, what if that happens?
1: <laughs> 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 so, okay, Stanika so went with the classic tampon route. I say, Pop on Amazon, get yourself a false bottom shaving cream bottle or something, but you do you. That's not the point of the story. The point of the story is Stanika, she's got a new date coming up, which involves a little road trip action with Nina.
2: Yes, because the date is in Rabat, the Ooh, capital of Morocco. Shout out
1: to Osama.
2: Was, oh, yeah. That's was, what Debbie wanted to live. I
1: was hoping Nina was going to be like, so for the day we're going to be going to a poetry reading. <laughs> that uh, would but be funny. So she, Stanika had a great time with Nordine. We, a we, little
2: too good because now mm. she's like, ah, oh, another date. But she's also open to the process. So she's like, let me go through with what uh, Nina planned for me.
1: Yeah, Nordin, to to remind everyone, he, he was also vibing Stanika, but he's got some VIPs in town. He's a tour guide, so he's got to yeah. give the VIP tour. And so he's going to be away for a little time. But
2: he wants to see her again.
1: Yeah, he's, he's still into her. And so, in the meantime, Stanika's got a date with a new man, Sala.
2: Sala, who, his family owns a restaurant. He likes motorcycles, cars. Apparently, he's good looking. And Nina thinks that he's a good match, even though he doesn't speak English All right. a lot.
1: All right. So, for the date, they're going to go to the family restaurant.
2: And then we learn something about Nina. She does not speak the arabic that they speak in morocco because it's a different dialect she said i speak arabic but i don't get understand the dialect so her friend is also going on the date with them to translate so it's gonna be a full house
1: okay i I would appreciate just a a moment for for what i'm going to say because i'll repeat myself okay they're gonna go on a date at the family restaurant Teresa.
2: Why are you being like that? Did I talk over you?
1: Well, you just brushed by me when I'm trying to make a point here. I have a point.
2: All right. I also have a point. Where are
1: they going to have a date?
2: (laughs) You say it because you seem to be really, really all about it.
1: The family restaurant. (laughs) Where he
2: works. (laughs) Yes. The family business.
1: Remember when I said last week when she went on a date with Nordin and he took her on a little tour of the city and he's a tour guide and I was like why Why is Stanika going on a date to this guy's work? And then I said, oh, it would be like if you went to a bar where a bartender worked and he had you sit at the bar and he was working, but you're on a date. It's happening again, Teresa. They're going to a family restaurant where he works. Can, can Stanika go on a date outside of somebody's employment or occupation?
2: Listen, No, the David Nordine was great. I liked it a lot. And then he, listen, being a tour guide is a plus. What were they supposed to do? Like, he was supposed to not take her anywhere to avoid that. Go to a restaurant.
1: Sit at a restaurant. Go to a park. Walk around a park. But he gave her a tour. He was like, this is one of my most popular But it's tours. good
2: because she's never been there. She's never been outside of the U.S. I, it's I'm, not like, oh, I've been to Morocco 10 times. Let's go and have a drink.
1: Well, now I'm just finding it comical that she's going well, to, to everyone's place of employment.
2: Well, I see your point now.
1: Okay. More so
2: than with Nardine.
1: Okay. The other issue, it's not just, oh, I'm going to where this man works. It's his entire family is going to be there and I'm going to meet them all at once. It's a
2: family restaurant. Absolutely. So, and so it's going to be him, the family, Nina, and the translator. There you go. What happened with a classic date? like one-on-one.
1: What happened? Not for Stanika. The, the more, the merrier.
2: But anyways, date, second date for Stanika with Sala. Right, They get to the restaurant. She meets the translator and they're kind of like sitting around and here comes Sala bringing her flowers Flowers. and we learn that she likes it.
1: Classic move. At least this date she has somewhere to put them. She can put them on the table. She doesn't have to walk around the city holding them for hours.
2: True, but she liked it.
1: So flowers, good, strong start. He's also a good looking guy. He's muscly. He has good hair.
2: She likes what she sees.
1: Stanika is digging Salah.
2: For about two minutes before his brother Mohammed joins them. And Stanika's very confused. She's
1: like, wait, okay, what's going on? And it turns out Mohammed's there to ask some questions. And you may say, oh, okay, well, Mohammed's an English speaker. This makes sense. Maybe he'll translate. Mm -hmm. Maybe he can talk to Stanika. No. No. No, he speaks less English than Salah does.
2: Yes, he's like, "What's your job? Um, why? Why do you use a matchmaker?"
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: stanica was like, "Well, I had a bad luck with guys. I was being cheated on, and I realized I just need need someone who's gonna take it seriously." And Muhammad is like, "Don't you think you are at fault?"
1: <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> started off being blunt,
1: started strong, and now slowly veering off course, and then. If the party wasn't big enough, mom and dad enter the chat. <laughs> Salah's mom and dad come also carrying flowers.
2: And Nina is like, I don't know what's going on. Like, this wasn't planned.
1: Yeah. This, this is a lot for a, for a first date.
2: Yes. And then uh, something happened and Mohammed and Salah leave and they follow the parents. And you kind of hear Salah telling mom, mom. What, what are you doing here? I don't even know if this is going to work out.
1: <laughs> I loved that. I loved <laughs> like they're all at the table. And then Sal is like, excuse me, please. Uh, I'll be back. And Soneka goes, who takes a break on a date? <laughs> <laughs> he called like time out on the date. He's like, please hold. I'll be back in a second. And then, yeah, he just goes outside and starts arguing with his family.
2: I don't think this is going to be a love connection. But, no. No.
1: No, but she still got Nordine, who we should say they were texting. Nordine yeah. was reaching out to her. He wanted to stay in touch. He he had a great time on the date, so that's all positive.
2: She needs someone more mature. I think Salah seems like a nice guy, but he's a mama's boy.
1: Yeah. So what's going on here? What was the bickering about?
2: What do Why- you mean?
1: Why did he stand up in the middle of the day and then go out and have this argument with his parents? I just
2: told you. I think mom and dad came to see his future wife. He's telling them, wait, like, Uh, come on. Like, I I don't even know if this is going to work.
1: But why did he get up all of a sudden? Like, he
2: followed mom and dad. Okay. He kind of sent them away and then he followed them.
1: Yeah, because I'm pretty sure and, and maybe I misread it, but I'm pretty sure mom, when she showed up, was like, I wanted to come and welcome her to the family. Yeah. It's very forward.
2: Yeah. But that's what happens in some of these cultures. You're being matched and you marry and have kids. Yeah. Like well, that's, so I think mom thinks, oh, this is it.
1: Well, even Nina said as they were driving there, because Tanika's like, going to meet the family. This seems fast. And Nina's like, well, welcome to Morocco. And also, you're only here for a couple of weeks. So yeah. snap, snap. We don't have much time. So... Yeah, um, it was definitely an interesting date, to say the least. Yes. All right. I think before we go any further, we should take a quick break. Mm-hmm. When we come back, we will. things are going to get sexy, Teresa.
2: Speaking of interesting dates.
1: Things are going to get sexy, all right? We'll be back in a second. And we're back.
2: Ahoy, Jonathan.
1: Ahoy, Teresa.
2: Are you ready to go to Colombia?
1: Let's do it. Natalie's got a date. Her first date in Colombia
2: with Stewar.
1: Stewar. Or Cesar or Seawater.
2: So I'm starting to question Juan. Because okay. Juan is like, I match her up with Stewar. He doesn't speak English, but I think. She, she, they will understand each other. <laughs> also, it's very different from what her mom would pick. I get that part, but matching her with someone that she cannot communicate with. Uh, communication is the biggest part big. of the relationship.
1: It's pretty important. Especially when you don't have much time to get to know someone. There's no time to play games.
2: Yeah. And if you I have to say this, but I think Stewart was out to get a <laughs> to get a nice one night stand and then move on, right?
1: Yeah. I'd also say if you have to spend the first 20 minutes of your day trying to figure out how to pronounce the guy's name, not the best sign that you're going to have great communication. Yeah,
2: but you just, not even that, if you don't speak the same language, not even a little bit, it's not going to fly. I hate (laughs) to say that.
1: Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Not, not without a good internet connection. Shout out to my boy, Scott, of Scott and Lydia. Um, but what do you mean? He was struggling to use the uh, translator because of the poor internet.
2: Well, that wasn't Lydia. I think it was her phone. What do you mean?
1: Scott couldn't connect to the internet.
2: Well, just use your phone. That's use p- your data and pay for it. Oh uh, well, uh, come on,
1: Teresa. Do I have to remind you? He's well, Lydia was trying tough, to use
2: her phone too, and fawn, it wasn't working. Fawn fawn but some
1: tough times. Yeah. Um, so seawater seemed very happy. To be honest, date, he was hugging. Did he you was,
2: call him Seawater?
1: I'm just whatever Natalia, whatever Natalie <laughs> called, uh, called her man, Stewar. Yeah, Seawater. So <laughs> Natalie's also happy with what she sees because she's like, oh, my mom would never set me up with someone like Stewar."
2: Like tattoos and muscles and he's a personal trainer.
1: Here's what I picked up on immediately. It seemed like they were dressed for... Different dates. Like, Stewar was dressed for a UFC fight. Natalie looked like she was going on a picnic.
2: I think they were dressed for the same date. They're just two very different people.
1: Okay. All right. So they're walking to a restaurant, cafe, bar, and Seawater tries to hold (laughs) Natalie's hand.
2: Oh, he didn't try. He just went for it.
1: He went for it.
2: And Natalie's like... (sighs) Do you mind, like, so we don't hold hands? Like, oh.
1: So right there, that's a pretty big sign coming from Natalie.
2: She's such a, like, sweet, cute little girl. I I don't even see her with a guy. I see her walking around with a bunny.
1: Okay. But that's, that's a pretty big sign you should pick up on. If he's trying to hold hands and she's saying no, that he's going to try to progress it to a one night stand by the end of this date. Oh, for sure. It's like, read the room, Seawater.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't think Seawater is looking for (laughs) love.
1: I like when you say it.
2: I don't think he's looking for love and marriage. I think he's looking for like, all right, who am I banging tonight?
1: But he's playing the game. They're at this restaurant. They're doing shots. And he's like, what's your favorite music?
2: And A question
1: that has stumped women on first dates everywhere.
2: Very true. I'm and looking at Teresa. And it took them about five minutes to be, figure out what he's saying because he was saying favorite, and she did not understand.
1: Fiber? My fiber? <laughs> my, my what? Um, <laughs> Natalie's like, I like everything, but the.
2: And he's like, I like.
1: That's the sound my bed makes. But then she's like, Well, what's your favorite? And he goes. Uh Corridos and he tries to translate it on his phone, Corridos, and he shows it to Natalie, and she's like, Uh, I think this is wrong. I I I definitely think this is wrong. So I looked up what Corridos is, and it's it's Mexican folk songs. Okay. Okay. What it translated to somehow, some way, was cum shots.
2: I don't even know what a cum shot is.
1: Oh, Teresa.
2: Like ejaculation. are like taking a shot of your penis juice?
1: No. Oh, you sweet, sweet girl. So? A cum shot. Yeah. Uh, it's one of my favorite search terms on Pornhub. Jeez. No. It's CMI, it, John. It is a
2: block a block your internet <laughs> access. A
1: cum shot. I don't want to explain. Parent this. with control. I don't want to explain. Mom skip thirty seconds. Um it's it's usually ejaculating. You could be ejaculating onto a woman's face.
2: Jesus. It could be
1: anywhere, right? Dealer's choice.
2: So you don't drink it? You could. Okay. You could. But you don't put it in a shot glass that you bought on your last trip. You,
1: you don't do that. Okay. You don't do that. Got it. Um, some people do say it tastes like seawater, though. <laughs> Shout out to seawater.
2: Let's not go <laughs> deeper into this. So
1: they leave the restaurant, and Stewart's like, well, the date went well, I think, despite the translation problem so like the only thing the icing on the cake would be her hopping on the back of this motorcycle
2: and i was so surprised and she did
1: very such this is ballsy i think maybe the shots helped loosen her up oh, a little well, bit. well she
2: said it, she's like i'm feeling the shots
1: because they ripped through the city and ended up back at the hotel
2: in poor natalie she's like oh my gosh i never built a guy back to my hotel and, oh, <laughs> this is this is the first time my mom would not approve. do you uh do you want to go to the pool?
1: <laughs> is it a saltwater pool?
2: And then she tells us sea that she doesn't trip. know <laughs> 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 she doesn't know I heard you John. I heard oh, you oh, okay. she doesn't know how to swim
1: alright, hey, that's alright. I'm not going to get privileged over not here. A,
2: but oh, no, but not a problem for a seawater.
1: Problem for seawater. <laughs> yeah, they get to the pool.
2: He's like more cerveza. Yeah. Another cerveza. Can yeah. I
1: get us a couple more beers? Yeah, he is looking to party. He is looking at whatever it takes to get this girl in bed. Listen we'll up and bang. He, yeah. he He's looking to corridos, if you will.
2: Yes, that corridos for sure. And so he, all of a sudden, he's like, cheers, and he strips down and jumps into the water.
1: Strips down to his underwear, and dives Natalie, into the pool. And he's
2: like, not me, I... I don't, I don't have bikini. No, no, no <laughs> swim. I thought we are going to put out a feet in. See, I'm like, oh, Natalie.
1: Seawater's in there doing like laps up and down. And Natalie's <laughs> just like, I, I don't know. This she's is not, like a bunny. I'm not prepared for this. I just
2: like want to put her in the head and take her out when I do a magic trick. All right. She's so cute.
1: She's very adorable. Um, So she's like, I think, you know, should we call it a night? And Seawater goes, no. <laughs> and Natalie's like, well, I'm sleepy. And so now Seawater has to tell the camera, I think the matchmaker did a good job, but something's missing. She's, mm, how you say, conservative.
2: Yeah. Basically, she doesn't want to bang you on the first date.
1: Yeah. Which, again, you should have picked up on from the fact that she didn't even want to hold your hand she a couple hours ago. She
2: didn't fly all the way to Colombia to bang and pay a matchmaker to have sex on the first date. Yeah. Yeah. She could have gone on Tinder in the U.S. Yeah,
1: yeah. So let's see. I don't think that was a love connection.
2: No, I don't think so either. I think she's more
1: of a freshwater.
2: I'm hoping dish. that Juan is doing the thing he did with, um. what's her name? I think
1: Juan stinks at matchmaking. I think is Juan is a word.
2: bad matchmaker. He's
1: new to the game. So there's probably a learning curve.
2: Yeah, well, uh, they're the Hocus Pocus bunnies.
1: I, I don't know. You've made three bunny references now, and I, I don't <laughs> understand any of them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the hocus pocus bunny in Czech, it means like, um, you don't know what's going to come out of the hat. Okay. A bunny?
1: Who knows? A bouquet? I don't know. Nothing? Maybe. A hocus pocus? Got it. Right? Sure.
2: But also you pull bunnies out of the hat. Okay. You know that, right? Yes. Okay.
1: Speaking of check, Teresa, can we travel to Praha for our friend Harold?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, I love seeing the shots of Praha, Harold walking around, licking the Czech ice cream, (laughs) being disappointed from his day with Teresa because she did not like Harold. And he's going straight to Katerina's office. He gets there and Katerina's like, Harold, I did not receive, I did receive a pretty (laughs) terrible feedback from Teresa.
1: But you tell me first, how'd it go? I heard her side of the story. But you go. Let me hear how you how you have what you have to say about it.
2: Poor Harold. He's like, well, I mean, it wasn't going too well. I guess uh, we rushed through it because uh, TikTok on the little boat, right? Time was running out, and so I was like, let me just let me just ask her. And so I was like, are you attracted to me? And uh, she didn't want really to give me any any answer. Why
1: would you ask her that, Harold? Why would you ask? a woman but, if she's attracted to you.
2: But then Harold says something and I'm like, okay, he's getting it because he's like, "Well, I've been chasing Barbies, but I'm no Ken."
0: Mm, put and got on a bumper
2: Katrina loved it because she goes like, "Exactly, Harold. You need someone who's going to love you for who you are, right?" That's and, awareness
1: he's yeah. yes he's he's showing some awareness here and
2: then she goes like, what do you want Harold? And he 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 drops the blonde hair and blue eyes and tall. He's like, I just want someone intelligent
1: <laughs> because he drops a pretty big bomb. We learn a little bit about Harold's romantic past. <laughs> he's quite the rebound guy, okay um one one of his past relationships was just someone using him. To build stuff for her. I guess she was an Ikea fanatic. And and she needed someone (laughs) to build her furniture. The other woman just used him for sex.
2: (laughs) I mean at least he was getting some.
1: At least he was getting some. Yeah.
2: Yes. But he wants someone intelligent. Someone he connects with. And Katarina loves hearing it. Because I think she did what Juan's trying to do. But she did more successfully. Because she's like I know what he wants. I work with autistic people, he has these expectations that I'm going to give him so he realizes that that's not what he needs.
1: Sure. So we'll find you someone who is intelligent and I also think maybe someone who speaks the same language.
2: Yes. And I'm loving it.
1: Just one little thing, Harold. I think we should probably change the wardrobe up. Okay. You, You need a makeover. Sorry, Harold, you do. This would be okay in Hawaii, but not Prague.
2: Yeah. Your clothes is terrible.
1: So, <laughs> Katarina is going to bring in a professional, one of her teammates, Petra, to help mm-hmm. with Harold's look.
2: Listen, Prague people in Prague do dress well. Not everyone, obviously, but you see, if you see some fashionistas, you'll probably see them in Prague. Okay. For some reason, look like where I'm from, guys love, there is like one thing I hate. Guys love wearing tight jeans short. You saw it on my cousin.
1: I sure did.
2: Yeah, and it's not just him. It's every single guy. Big, small, it doesn't matter what your body type is. Tight, jeans, shorts. Mm. I don't know why. Mm. I don't like it. Your (laughs) balls must be sweating, but it's a thing.
1: Sure is. Well, fortunately, that is not what Petra had in store for Harold. She came with some basics. That's...
2: That's the most important. If you are not a super fashionista, so you cannot mix and match it, go for the basics, the neutral colors, the what do you call it, nudes, neutrals, neutrals,
1: Let's yeah, say neutrals. Just go
2: for a black and white and bash, and maybe a little pop of color, but that's a little more advanced. So you'll get there one day, Harold.
1: So Harold was outfitted with a simple white button-down. And a pair of jeans, and I say, stop right there. Black Harold.
2: jeans, black shoes.
1: Stop right there, because that looked fantastic.
2: I did like the blazer I too. I did
1: not like the blazer, Teresa.
2: I did. Ugh. Before he oh, but- before he buttoned it. Oh,
1: I I turned away, so you'll have to correct me. But wasn't it like a tan blazer? Yeah. Oh, terrible.
2: Listen, the look just the just the shirt and the pants It It was was so sharp. It was so sharp. I don't think it's that hot outside. It was so he needed he needed something to put on. I'll tell you that.
1: Okay, well not that color blazer, and then there's other light jackets you could wear. It took it to a place it didn't need to go unless you're going to some fancy castle for your date. It made it too formal.
2: No, but think about it. I think that's what Harold needed. You cannot put a hip jacket on him or a leather jacket. That would be very far from who he is. I think this is different from his Hawaiian shirt and suspenders, but it still suited him.
1: I think he could have gone bomber jacket. I think no, he, he could not. I, I think he could have gone cardigan. No. All right. No, agree, I, I, agree to disagree.
2: I didn't love the color on him, but with the overall outfit, I thought it was, it was really good. I okay. thought he looked good.
1: Okay. Well... He's ready because he's got a new date coming up with Michaela. Michaela. Michaela.
2: Michaela.
1: Michaela. I hate
2: that they Americanize these beautiful Czech names.
1: We're going through all of your friends and family with these names. We've got Teresa, Michaela, Petra, your friend. Like, who's next? Ivana?
2: Well, mom? Who's next?
1: Radushka? Um... (laughs) Michaela's coming up next. You say it. I know I'm butchering it. Michaela. Michaela's coming up. 36 years old. She's into science fiction and Star Trek. And Harold's response, he goes, me too. I love those. And it was so sweet. He was uh-huh. so excited. It was so authentic. He wasn't even asking what does she look like, what colors her hair. He was like, we're going to bond over Star Trek.
2: Yes. And Katrina adds that she's very modest and compassionate. Which mm. I like to hear mm. because that makes me think that, oh, she's not out there looking for a guy to buy her gas purse. Yeah. Like I'm, Teresa.
1: I'm very excited. I, we didn't get a sneak peek of what.
2: We did not. I was really hoping, but I'm very excited. I hope it's going to be good. But here is the one thing I'm thinking now.
1: Okay. If,
2: if Michaela is into science fiction and she is quirky and nerdy, now, now Harold is overdressed.
1: Interesting. Well, keep the blazer on then or because maybe, it's a little nerdy.
2: Maybe he should do a Star Wars shirt with the blazer, like a cool Star Wars shirt.
1: Oh, or a tie, like a Star Trek. First of all, Teresa, two very different shows.
2: Okay. Don't ask what the is, to But me.
1: yeah, same here. But <laughs> yeah, okay. I could see a little flair. But
2: maybe on the second day, maybe he Trek. can p- represent himself on the first date. Sure. And the second date, he can maybe wear a little something more quirky because I'm, I'm very hopeful for this one. Okay. Because you're right. She, he dropped the whole. He didn't ask. Oh, what, what does she look like? Be- because the description of her personality and what she likes was exciting enough. Yeah. And that's what he needs. Yeah. And he needed blunt Katarina to put him in a position that he was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that wasn't for me. And now he's open to whatever.
1: Let's see. I forgot we had one more.
2: Oh, yeah. We have Mark.
1: Morocco Mark. I don't know why you said like he's from Boston. Like
2: Mark the Shock.
1: Oh, Mark the Shock. Uh, Morocco Mark. Uh on his way to meet Nina.
2: Yes, he's very tall. Like he sticks out in Morocco. He's gotta
1: go ass out on a hug like I've never seen before. <laughs> and speaking of hug, he hugs and Nina's like, okay, so we just broke like three laws right there.
2: He is a fun personality. I like him.
1: He's got a fun personality. And I want to give him more shit than I can give him because he starts saying, like, oh, you didn't tell me that if we held hands, we'd be breaking the law. And he goes and, like, tries to hold her hand. I think and he him.
2: likes Nina. Let's uh, just put it this uh, way. Nina's
1: a catch. Oh, she is. But I'm kind of with Mark. Ne- we gave him shit a little bit the first episode he was on because he didn't do his research. He didn't Google. Oh, how did you not know you can't bang these but women? That's a, your- cl-
2: that's a classic 90-day move. But you are almost like, let me find out when I get there because – That's what I think a lot of these people do. They're like, why would I research? I'll experience it myself.
1: Right. And it's a classic 90 day thing. And most of these 90 dayers don't have matchmakers. But Mark's got Nina. Nina's American. So she more than anyone should know the difference in cultures. And she probably should have educated him a little bit more. She
2: should have. But Mark is telling her, well, you didn't tell me about all these rules. And Nina's like, Oh, did I tell you about uh, that the women expect you to pay for everything and be a sole provider? And Mark is like, No, you did not. Like, I wait. I want someone like 50-50 American style.
1: So to me, there's a there's a miscommunication somewhere. Because what did Nina ask Mark in the whole getting to know you yeah. phase of this relationship to learn what to find? Because Mark was clear with us in the camera. This is what I want, this yeah. is why I'm going to Morocco. If he kept it from Nina, that's one thing. But I would imagine he told her this. Then Nina hits him with like the, well, no, the man's the sole provider. And he goes, I didn't sign up for this. And it's like, you did. You did sign up for this. I hope you told Nina what you're looking for.
2: But here is the thing, right? I think this stereotype is that women in Arabic countries, they stay home, take care of the kids, they cook, they clean, Right. And the guys work and make the money. But then there are exceptions. There are women entrepreneurs, women who work, women who want to do what men do and it's okay. And I just feel like Mark just needs to meet someone like that who doesn't want to sit at home and just take care of the kids. Someone who wants to travel and do fun stuff and work.
1: Yeah. No, I think you're 100% right. And I actually believe Mark may be... Looking for a wife and not just a vacation fling because... Oh, he
2: is looking for a wife. Because
1: Nina's like, all right, well, I got a date lined up for you with Sukanya. And she's 24 and she's pretty and she likes adventure. Mark's like, wait, 24? Not that excited that she's so young, which is like, wow. All right. He, he's looking for a mature woman to be his wife.
2: I mean, 24 is very young.
1: Yeah, it's very young, especially you're 44. That's a 20-year age gap, that's that's big. Mm-hmm. But I could see a lot of men being like, absolutely, sign me up, 24 years old, here we go.
2: Yeah, but also if he was looking for a wife who's just going to pop kids and stay home, then that would make sense, right? True. But a 24-year-old, if she is the type that Mark wants, she would probably wants to experience more, like put herself out there, travel more, right? He wants to settle down and have a family. Mm-hmm. I think he needs someone... Like 30 plus. Someone who right. knows what they want.
1: All right. I would agree. I wonder what's taking so long because I feel like we're two episodes in with Mark. We haven't seen a single date yet.
2: And we haven't even seen that second Czech person There's yet. There's
1: another Czech person. She, uh, she is, she is check, and she's going to check to go back to her roots. But and she find is it. Czech? I think her family, uh, I think her. she has Czech, Czech lineage and she's going to go back to Czech and... Find someone. All right. Uh, who who shares her heritage? Um, but yeah, we haven't met her, and I think there may be one other person going to Colombia. I don't know. I mean, it's only episode four. There are two
2: people in Colombia.
1: I think maybe one country's getting three.
2: What? Why mm-hmm. not the Czech Republic? Uh,
1: that's that's what I asked too, Theresa. I'm exactly. waiting. on I'm waiting on an answer.
2: Well, if Mark isn't successful in Morocco, maybe he can fly over and have a layover in Prague.
1: Okay. Alright.
2: So we can have three.
1: Shout out to that. Well let's see. Che-
2: I'll tell you what, Czech women, we do work.
1: There you go. All right. So that is episode four of Match Me Abroad. So far, so good.
2: So far so good. I'm looking
1: forward to seeing Harold on that on that next date with Michaela.
2: I wish we were just watching Harold. <laughs> That's
1: selfish of us, but we're Czech lovers and we're Czech people.
2: We are. You're Czech by association.
1: Uh, CBA.
2: I'm Jewish by association. JBA. Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, <laughs> but we, we love exploring all of these countries together. So yes. thank you for bringing us there. And, and thanks for being here and listening to us. We hope you guys are enjoying Match Me Abroad. Yes. So that is it. That is episode four. Thank you guys again for listening. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Pod. If you want more content, join us on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Reality. Married at First Sight is coming to an end. It's wrapping up. But yes. if, you, if you want that extra content, it's over on Patreon. Yes. So, so join us there. Also, just make sure you're following along wherever you're listening right now. It's so easy to do. Look down and smash that follow button.
2: Guys, smash it like it is hot. It's hopefully the next episode. All right.
1: I sure hope so. So we'll see. And thank you guys again for the reviews. If you haven't left one, please do. You guys know we love love. So please leave a review if you haven't. Yes. Alright. That is it. I've said it all. Said you, it all. You said it all Are you sure?
2: I think so. Anything
1: you want to say in check to send send us off? and uh send our friends away with a little check?
2: <laughs> Whoa. Mm. Do
1: you even want to say? Did you just say cum shot in check, or what was that? Sure. Alright. I've said it all, Teresa's definitely said it all. We'll talk to you guys <laughs> soon. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.